Yeah, it was very <laughs> impressive. Um, yeah. I did call my friend who's an ophthalmologist and um, asked her if he still needed to be seen. And she said, oh, no, those are all connected. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I took him back to the game. Awesome. And he played? No, they wouldn't let him back in because he had too much blood on his uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 370. It's a podcast. With the Brady Bunch again. That's right, we're still zooming it. There's only three of us, though. Zoom, zoom, zoom. (laughs) I'm Mike. I'm Craig. Here we are. Yeah, we're still zooming. Did you like my episode title last week? Uh, uh, well, we we just we just covered this in the pre-show. You don't listen to the episode, so now I ended up yeah. using a clip from uh, before the show, right? That wasn't actually in the show, where you you uh, you got on Michael for having vertical video when he logged, oh, yeah, yeah. logged on, and, yeah. he, and he said he said cut it out, mom, or whatever, and I <laughs> immediately thought of the phrase zoom momming and i'm like okay this is the cold open if i don't find anything better than zoom momming and i didn't so that's that's what what it ended up being <laughs> yeah it was uh well because we've talked about horizontal video versus vertical video with michael and then he comes on the first time we got him on zoom and he's in hor- he's in he's in he's in vertical portrait mode yeah. and like both of us just started screaming at it <laughs> He's like, give me a chance to turn it sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you should have known better. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's say hello to whoever that is in the third box on the screen. Yes. Neocortex frontal lobe. That's right. It's Doctor Lori. Right hello. Welcome back. Thank you. You're you're calling in this time because you're not in you're not sequestered in your hotel in in the Atlanta area, are you? No, not this time. No, you're you're back home in Wisconsin. I am. I am. Because you're a regular guest now. How about that? And uh, since your your appearances have been relatively sporadic in the past, just to remind people uh, out there too, we call, refer to you as Doctor Lori. Does this, <laughs> uh, let's let's describe what that means. Are you a doctor like Doctor Pepper is a doctor, or like Doctor J is a doctor? Who's Doctor J? Doctor J is a basketball player from the seventies and eighties, played for the seventy sixers. Oh, that one. <laughs> More like Doctor Pepper. More okay. like Doctor Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper uh, teaches at Flavor University. So you're, yeah, you're, yes. uh, you're, you're an academic. Yes. yes. Piled higher and deeper. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Can't reach the bell in this configuration. <laughs> Hit my face in the well, microphone. You can move Boom. a bell. It's not, it's <laughs> like not forward. down. I, I lean forward. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> He's headbutting the microphone right now, everybody. I was face See, this butting should it. Be, this should be a video. Thing. Should do a video. Too much bandwidth. We can't afford that. Uh, <laughs> right. 
So, boy. So, hey, we're all drinking coffee, except for Craig. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. Yummy coffee. I, I did for a while, and then I, I stopped a, I don't know, a year and a half ago, something like that. I just decided, no more. All done. <coughs> That's right. You were drinking coffee at work. I was. I would only, yeah, just typically just at work, like in the morning and a cup or two. Did you get tired of having coffee and grounds stuck in your teeth? No, I didn't. I just decided like it, I'd gotten into the habit when I was running a kickstart, my first Kickstarter, and I was actually kind of getting drained by that a little bit. I was just like the first Kickstarter was the roughest one. So I was like, I'd get to work. I'd be like, oh, so I started getting caffeine into me and I just got into the what habit of it for a while. And finally, I was like, doesn't the caffeine I, increase the, uh, the rate I of draining this? The, the what? The rate of draining. <laughs> it's a diuretic. Yeah. Right, Dr. Lori? <laughs> Yep, exactly. It's it's a diuretic, but it really doesn't make you pee that much more unless you're really drinking a lot of it, just because it's also putting water in you. It's a negative. You lose more than you gain. But but I thought you were an academic doctor, Doctor Lori. Why do you know so much about anatomy and physiology? Because that's what I teach. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. You're the you're the guest. What has cadavers? I am. <laughs> not in the room right now. No, no that would be like, weird. I'm not looking <laughs> at a cadaver right now. We're using virtual cadavers right now. Really? Are you doing like an electronic kind of yeah. teaching tool thing? Cool. Yes. It's a, a digital cadaver dissection. It's not quite as, it's not quite the same if you can't smell it. Oh. You can't smell the formaldehyde. Or talk, yeah, or stick your hands in it. Hey, how long do you have to do the digital cadavers before you can eat chicken again? I don't know. I don't know that that's ever going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Dr. Lori uh, is not a, can't eat chicken anymore and also can't use um, turkey, turkey basters. basters. Turkey basters for anything because she's used those in her work too often. <laughs> like yes. if anything's getting if anything's getting basted in Dr. Lori's kitchen, it's just getting poured on. I have a yep. I have a fun turkey baster story. That's it, short. You want to hear it? Uh-oh. <laughs> so I uh I we have these um we have three potted plants in our house. Actually technically uh, we have four. One is dead. Um I need to transplant. Which one died? The ficus. Oh, you killed the ficus? No, I didn't kill it. It just died. It just, it it said oh. I've been alive in 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 here for 10 years and I give up. All right. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Working at home hasn't gotten that far. Anyway, um, anyway, three three plants and, and, so and a baster. Yeah, so there's two two little ones. They're uh, peace lilies on the floor, and they've got we we went to the the Pikes Nursery and we bought the nice heavy duty uh, glazed fired ceramic pots that that were uh, appropriate for the decor according to the interior designer. And um, they have the it's a pot, and then it's got the, like the dish on the bottom to collect the extra water that that filters through the bottom if you put too much water in it. But those dishes are only so deep. And I put um, a little bit too much water in one of them. And it was like right up to the top of the little dish to the point that it was like the surface tension of the water was the only thing that was keeping it from spilling over. And I was like, so oh, the water crap. was actually slightly higher than yes. the lip. It's, it, you, that, I could kind see of it. Bubbles up a yes, little bit. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and surface in, tension was holding it. Yeah. In my panic, um, I ran into the kitchen and grabbed the turkey baster and came back out and used it to suck up the extra water. And then I'm standing there looking at this turkey baster full of water with dirt in it. 
because you know it's filtered through potting soil and i thought ew i can never use this turkey baster again can i and i'm like wait a minute no this have isn't I, have i ever this isn't dr laurie's turkey baster i can clean this <laughs> i literally thought dirty. that <laughs> then did you think to yourself have i ever used a turkey baster i think this is the first time that turkey baster was used yeah yeah what what you should have done is what why do we even do when have they... it yeah. <laughs> For plant watering accidents, apparently. Well, what you I'm should sure have done find is, other uses. is what you do normally when you have, when you fill your cup too high to the, when it gets right up to the top like that, where you take the cup right up and, you know, put your lips right yeah. up there without moving the cup. You move your face to the cup. Sure. And then, you know, slurp some right off the top of it. You should have done that. And you got down Yo. on the ground and just got some dirt water like that. You should have had to do it. Technically, you would have been slurping mud, but it would have been like the least muddiest mud of, that it has ever mudded a mud. Yeah. Because if it's water and dirt, it's mud, right? That's true. It's just very, very watery mud. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and Lori, you're right. I, I would have had Dash lick it up, but of course, he's not there to do that at the right time. He's only there to do that at the wrong time. <laughs> okay. Like last night when he ate something out of that exact plant pot like he just stuck his <laughs> face in there and in there? ate something out of the dirt like what the hell are you eating like no wonder you have diarrhea all the time stupid dog <laughs> what was in there that we, i don't know a, d- a dead leaf maybe from the plant he eats dead leaves i don't know he eats all kinds of he eats other dogs poo he eats his own poo he eats well all dogs eat other dogs poo. he eats oh, pine straw disgusting. and then can't poop it out so it's like half hanging out of his ass. You don't, you know what pine straw is, right? It's like that long. It's like he has streamers. I don't know how, how oh. it makes it through his system. Streamers. Like when you were a little kid and you had streamers on the end of your handlebars. <laughs> like that. Do they flutter when he runs? They do when he farts. <laughs> and they kind of flutter up. Like, like when they tie that to the... Um, to the vent so you can see the air blowing through yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah that old that old movie trope that no one i've never once seen a piece of a little streamer a little piece of cloth or anything like that ever tied to a a vent i've never seen that in real life either. but it's it's constant in tv and movies because that's mm-hmm. how they show you that there's air coming out yep. if they can't have the person go up there and put their hand there and give you like a little nod or a little like a little expression of like yeah it's blowing they have to show, like, yeah, the little streamer thing. Yes, it was the movie I watched last night. What was that? Angels and Demons. Oh. With um, Tom Hanks and Ewan McGregor? Yep. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? So it's the um, Robert Langdon. Right, it's the it's second, the second the movie. Second one. Yeah, so we watched Da Vinci Code the other night. Had you seen that before? One. Yeah, I oh, was okay. showing it to the boys. Oh, okay. They needed something to do. There's a third movie too, isn't there? There is, but they ruined the book when they made the movie. So oh. I'm not as excited about that one. Well, we won't talk about it ever again. I know. <laughs> What's news, Mike? Ooh. <clears throat> this isn't really news so much. I had it in uh in Lori's uh folder in my bookmarks. For the Uh-oh, next time she was it. on. Yeah. Well, I found this and I thought, oh, this would be good to talk to Lori about. 
I don't know if I put it in there because I, I wanted to talk about it on the show or if it was just something we should do the next time you're here. But we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> so there's a park in Atlanta called... Con- I sent this to you. Did you send this to me? Yeah. The doll's head? I sent this to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's why it's in your folder then. Okay. So we're going to do this. Um, okay. If you if ever we, come to visit again. Can, yeah. If we're ever allowed to cross state lines. Constitution Lakes Park. There's a, let's see, it used to be, what's the history on this thing? Um, used to be a 19th century brick factory. Uh, the brickwork shut down more than 50 years ago, and the area has since been overtaken by the surrounding wilderness. Abandoned clay pits filled with rainwater are now man-made ponds called the Constitution Lakes. In 2003, DeKalb County purchased the 125-acre site and installed trails and boardwalks so the public could explore the preserve and enjoy its natural beauty. Um, Although the trees and wildlife aren't the only things you'll find in the park, uh, there's something called Doll's Head Trail. With dozens of disembodied doll heads, many displayed artfully with signs and accessories that only add to their creepy factor. Local carpenter Joel Slayton created the trail after noticing discarded junk while hiking. Every piece along the path is made from objects recovered from the site, including doll parts, bottles, hunks of old brick, and appliances. Hikers are invited to create art of their own. Uh, Slayton just asked that they only use found materials and leave the existing displays undisturbed. I thought that looked pretty interesting. Yeah. And that we should go. So it's a nature trail with creepy with dismembered dolls. doll heads. Yep. Like yep. some some like fashioned on top of appliances and in weird configurations like they're old rusty broken doll robots or something. Yep. Just heads and arms and hands and feet. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, do you want to go with us when we go to this thing? No. Should we send you pictures? Sure. FaceTime with me while you're there. Okay. Be like I'm there, and I won't have to deal with any of the crap that is involved in going wandering around a park looking for doll heads. That sounds like a nightmare waiting to happen. That's a great horror movie. Like having to walk down that path. Like let's let's open the open the horror movie exterior night. One, one time we were um hiking. And you're walking up- along, and suddenly like what's that? A little doll head looking at you in the twilight. <laughs> but you're expecting it. We were not hiking my horror up, movie or not. <laughs> up in the UP. The Upper in, Peninsula um, of Michigan. The, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Way, way, way at the little tiny blip that goes out into Lake Superior. If you look at the map. Area code 906. Up in, up in is it? I up think so. Up in Copper Harbor. And we were hiking into an area. There were no roads anymore. It was just ATV trails that were left. The roads had ended. And we're hiking along all these trails, and all of a sudden we come to this clearing, and there is an entire scene out of Friday the 13th, the movie, <laughs> staged in the middle of nowhere with, like, you know, big giant hatchets in the trees with fake blood dripping off of them. And um, I can't remember which scene from the movie. It was, it was the very bizarre. No people around anywhere. That's oh, no, weird. there was somebody watching because <laughs> if it was a Friday the 13th movie, that's the whole point is that somewhere there's a Someone. point of view where somebody is watching you and it, and, and the soundtrack is playing. Kill, kill. Yeah, it, it was um, it was very creepy. <laughs> so that would be a non-expected <laughs> creepy doll heads. Yeah, doll heads. That's yeah. Oof, man, that's 
that's bad. That's that's no good. I don't need to be seeing that in the middle of the night. <laughs> that was in the middle of the night? No, we weren't hiking in the middle. I'm of just the night. saying, like, just in general, if you're going to turn something into a like doll heads in the middle of the day, it's like, oh, there's a piece of plastic. But like, right. you know, little faces looking at you in the in the dusk light, in the moonlight. That well, that's what I was thinking. They need to do it. It needs to be like a um a dusk. A fun run situation. No, like where it's it's they, everything. They're, li- they're backlit. <laughs> yeah, everything's lit a little bit, and they let you go through yeah, right right before lighting. right before a sunset, right at sunset. Can we can we like melt some of the doll heads just to like a little bit, and then have um, some of the other doll heads where we like pop pop the eyes out. If you find there, some, some and like and, put and make your own, yeah, and, yeah, you can just kind of do whatever you need to do. It's like that, like that uh, bridge in what is it, Paris, that has all the locks on it. Oh, right for uh, for couples, all lovers, yeah. the couples put their their lock on, you know, on into the bridge lattice. There's like a lattice that is below the railing. Do we talk about that? Like how heavy that is, and is that bridge designed for that extra weight? And is it going to collapse one day? Like somebody, uh, some some I couple's going to be know, up there, you... like all kissy and huggy and lovey, and the, you know, sweet music playing, and, and they're going to put on a... the ten thousandth lock, and like... it's just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> they're um, they're going to yeah, die. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. There's. <laughs> can you, know... you do that math? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Real quick in my load, head, you can turn those distributed loads into point loads on the on the piers mm-hmm. that hold the bridge up, and whatever the structure of the bridge is. Sure. Um, can you that do that kind of stuff your next show? A lot of snow? No, no, that work. No. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I would. I would need to do a lot of lock research <laughs> to find out the average weight of a lock. Um, but uh, you know, in in architecture, Mike and I, we've run into, we've heard the stories of like, you know, this or that building. Like a library was built, and they structurally this and that, and put, built the thing, and you know, it, everything was great. And then they moved in the books, and the and the building's been sinking. A, you know two millimeters a year because they didn't the, the foundation didn't account for the weight of the books there's like there's all those stories that are floating around about and which one of which ones of them are true and which ones of them are just urban myths in the architectural realm i don't know which library was that all those architectural i don't know legends. but you've, you've heard the story at some point right i hadn't heard that one some no. library was built and they oh but there's they're out there right well, that's like apollo 13 with, why are they still for? shallow well no moon rocks Yep. We just watched that movie last week. Oh, yeah? Because it was the 50th anniversary. That's right. It was. Yep. Last, uh, was it, is it, did, did you consider 17. the anniversary on the 13th? Um, yes. Because wasn't it the 13th that, that the accident they left occurred? On the 13th. Oh, they left on the 13th. I thought they left on the 11th. No, no. They passed the moon's, they, they got into the moon's gravity on the, on the 13th. Okay. They did not leave on the 13th. But yes, in honor of the 50th anniversary, we watched Apollo 13. But I don't think it was on the 13th. Yeah, we talked about um, there was an Apollo 11 documentary last year that I watched, where they, uh, you know, it was all the the um, it was like computer models showing you what was happening with the actual recordings of oh, wow. them talking to Houston for the mm-hmm. whole thing, and um, mm-hmm. and then whatever uh film that they took on the ship and then at control but um when when apollo 13 is flying through space and it looks you know it's like the cylinder of the spaceship is like lined up between the earth and the moon that's wrong it was like 
perpendicular to that and rotating. <laughs> <laughs> like it's standing up and flying. Yeah. And it looks weird. That's how they actually did that. But I don't know why, I don't know if they didn't know that or if they thought it would look weird <laughs> on film. Just like, like, let's just point it at the moon. <laughs> yeah. Just in that direction. People aren't going to buy this. All right. What the, else is news? Uh, the, the sinking library. It is a legend. Um, as far as the sinking library, because of the book's weight, doesn't exist. Although they do have a, here described a couple of spots where here's a library that is actually sinking, but it's not because of books. It's oh. because of other things. Um, just, you know, design flaws. There's a whole um, condo skyscraper that's sinking in San Francisco. Sure. Um, this is my favorite one. There, there. Uh, of looking at these real quick. There's a um, a, uh, a a library that's sinking because um, of an inaccurate soil soils testing and report to figure out what the soil bearing was, whether the you know the soil could legitimately bear. Sure, which determines um, the size but, of your your footings and your right. So so the footings and everything all... were done incorrectly, and so everything's sinking. Yep. However, it took long enough for them to notice that there was sinking going on that they've gotten past the statute of limitations where you can actually oh. go after the soils <laughs> report <laughs> tester. So uh, just, yeah, so can... they did their job just exactly well enough. as well enough as they <laughs> to, as they should have to not get to not yeah. get sued. Um, so, it's also interesting that it was it was the site had once been a cemetery and I was waiting for it to be like and they didn't move the bodies you know one of those but it's, an Indian no, burial it's, ground. it's, it's not a porch it's not a it's not a poltergeist <laughs> kind of analog it's it just happened to have once been a cemetery yeah that's too bad that would be great the, the library sinking because they <laughs> built it on a a cemetery full of you know like people who didn't like to read or something I don't know um what else is news you say um scientists discovered a teeny tiny dinosaur the smallest ever how big um it's uh let's see where did i find it it's uh, nicknamed the cretaceous terror of insects um i'm not oh, gonna okay. even try to name the thing but it translates as eye tooth bird so it's like very very small okay um it refers to the creature the creature's unusual features have very large eyes and loads of teeth Suggesting that despite its size, the size of a of, of like a small wren, okay, um, I believe is what we saw in here that it was a predator, yeah. Because given given its uh this, the, did, the the teeth that it had, did it swarm in flocks or something? That would be great. That'd be well. That's how it would be in the horror movie that yeah. I directed. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. But they they uh, you know an interesting point is like that they don't think they're probably going to find some anything too much smaller than this um of that type of animal because and dr lurie you can probably back this up that um animals that become very small have to deal with specific problems like how to fit all of the sensory organs into a very small head and how to maintain body so yep. that's why like the really really tiny little things bugs and whatnot are kind of you know stupid relative to to vertebrates because they just don't have the space to pack True. the hardware and the soft you know to pack the software into the hardware because um, to a lot be of able the to do stuff. they have to run the eyes. <laughs> it takes a lot to to make sensory organs, and how and it yeah. takes a lot uh, to make body heat happen. Friday um, the Thirteenth, Part Nineteen, Jurassic Jason. Now, ooh, un ooh. unfortunately, the new specimen consists only of a skull, so it's difficult to understand exactly how big it was. And so I find myself wondering if it was like this little tiny skull <laughs> on this huge body, this, like ostrich-like <laughs> body, because an ostrich has a kind of a small head for the size. Yeah, of you would think that an ostrich form. is more like the size of a penguin. 
based on its head, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's like head and long neck and then big, big body. But uh, they're, they're, they're pretty sure that it was very, very, very small. Um, and it's one of those dinosaurs that was kind of late in the game. And so it's practically a bird anyway. Yeah. They would imagine, they, they imagine that it had feathers, um, scales that were more like feathers or actual feathers, feathers at least amongst the scales that it may have been kind of on that on that Cusp. Uh, that path yeah. to being an actual bird which also kind of explains its size too because birds only get so big flight flighted birds only get so big there comes a point where it's, it's, it's the other it's the other big. thing the, the bigger the bigger a bird gets the of a flighted bird the bigger it gets the harder it is like you know there's that's a lot of body mass when you increase something in length width and height it you know like if you double its length width and height it doesn't double its weight increases its yeah. weight by you know a factor of two to the third is that like the a factor of eight the rule of dinosaurs the bigger the bigger it gets the harder it kills you well it has to do the harder, the harder it kills you well i suppose yeah like the bigger the bigger the bigger dinosaurs had the big stompy feet so like they, they weren't necessarily <laughs> carnivores but if they did get you oh boy they got you <laughs> you were it was a smudge left <laughs> why on the ground. why are you so sad brontosaurus Ooh, i keep stepping on people i try to make friends but i keep smushing <laughs> um, and that's also that's also arguments against things like very giant bugs and stuff because you start to get issues with like the carapace and and all the stuff on the right, inside. The exoskeletons like, can, can't can 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 they hold themselves hold up? Can they hold themselves up? Can they stay? You know, like those giant radioactive ants. Yeah, so that's what made the, like <laughs> like all your fifties nuclear terror movies where the where the radiation got loose and made giant cockroaches and stuff. If that does happen, oh boy, we got bigger problems <laughs> than just giant cockroaches. We got like the, the changing of the laws of nature. <laughs> Oh, you just reminded me of uh, of something. So you know that I my dad got me watching that ridiculous uh, Oak Island show, which is actually right. you know it's not that bad. It's not as bad as we say. The other, it's just nothing happens in any episode. It's so no, 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 tons of stuff happens. They're constantly finding things, but they just they're just not finding what they're looking for. Well, I think they're yeah they're digging in the dirt and so if you so if, if you just accept that. the fact that the tr- whatever treasure was there, somebody already found it and took it. And they're mm-hmm. just finding the leftovers. Then it, you know, it's entertaining because you know they're not going to find the treasure. And it's just, it's just interesting, like Dad says, from a historical perspective, yeah. all the stuff that was going on in this tiny little island. Island, but um, so the show that comes on after that now is called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, mm-hmm. and it's about uh this ranch in Utah where all this paranormal stuff happens, and some rich guy bought it from the last rich guy who owned it oh the last craig the last rich guy who owned it is robert bigelow you know who he is right he's the the in in inspaceable hate flotel guy oh the guy who wanted to make the inspaceable hate flotel yes the, the, the inflatable the, space the, hotel yeah, he wanted to make a, he wanted to make a space hotel that was basically yeah it was well he's still working on that. that you could have basically inflated well he he owned this ranch for like 15 years in the late 90s and and aughts and work was working with the government and it's like all classified all the stuff that happened on there it's like cattle mutilations and all kinds of things and uh he sold it to this other rich guy who has it now and they have a show on history channel 
And seriously, some weird stuff is happening. It could all be made up. Who knows? But it's actually quite entertaining, and they sucked me in. So now I'm I'm sucked into another one of these stupid shows. But so is it's, that your whole Sunday or Tuesday night or whatever yeah, night around? Yeah, it's Tuesday night. Um, but it is a downwind of the uh, nuclear test sites in Nevada. Speaking of giant oh. radioactive ants yeah. and spiders, um, and they Which think that that might have something, huh? Which may show up. Is that why there's only two roads in Nevada? <laughs> yeah, because that regular people can access. Yeah, one goes west of and all that stuff, and one goes east. But there's only. But that's yeah. also, and that's also where, uh, right next to the nuclear test site, is Area 51. I know, but the 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 government owns almost that entire state. Mm-hmm. The whole middle bottom, and of there's it, no you know. roads, which means we map. own it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd but like to no visit roads. my state, please. I'm a taxpayer. Here is my IRS forms for yeah. the last five years. I would like to inspect my state. I paid for this. <laughs> I'm a stakeholder or shareholder. A shareholder. Like how Mike Mike likes to talk about being a shareholder of the Packers because he put some money toward the. I the own thing one back. five millionth of the team. <laughs> there you go. I own I own some percentage of of uh, everything in this country too. So if I want to uh, inspect nevada <laughs> i should be allowed to yes this 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 uh this hectare over here this is mine i paid for this part it's just this, a big expanse of just this one rock. cactus <laughs> yeah. it's got three cacti on it they are mine mm-hmm. i shall name them <laughs> and charge admission to see them because why not monetize everything that you own <laughs> I, ha- I have my packer stock right here on my uh flutter shelf but I, I believe I, you. You don't have to prove it. I don't want to take the time to find it, but I did find I did find this, which is a uh, a certificate um, signed by wow twelve people, um, <laughs> thanking me for my jury duty service. Isn't that awesome. Aww. But I only got this the right. fir- for the first time. I did jury duty two years ago, not the second time. I did jury duty one year ago. Did I tell you about Megan's jury duty experience? No. And how she made me proud. So Megan got called into jury duty. Um, this is your twenty. This is my twenty-two-year-old daughter, daughter, who she left for my four god goddaughter. Yes, and she left uh, last I, fall I, the to go to Europe. Yeah. Yes. She um, went to Italy and well, she went all over Europe, but Spain. she stayed in Spain. Yeah, she went all much over of the Europe time. and stayed in Spain. So she was gone August through November. She got called up to jury duty. She got the letter the week before she left for um for europe mm-hmm. so she went online and told you know filled out that the she was form, going to yeah. be out of the country filled out the form and they gave her a um of i think a five four month or five month um uh pass and the week she returned she got a letter calling her back up for jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> wow so they're on top brand- of things they were so she had to go to jury duty i think it was in january and she gets there, and there are several trials going on. Um, so she gets put into, they put everybody into three pools of 50 people. And each group went to one of the trials. And hers was a, uh, there was a car accident. And the person who had been injured in the car accident was asking for more money than the insurance company had initially awarded him. So she gets put into that pool. and So they're suing the insurance company? As, I believe so. Okay. To get more money sure 
still I would try to get on that jury just to stick it to the insurance company. <laughs> so she was actually in the original group of 15 people, the first group that got called and put up on the jury stand and then questioned by the attorneys. Yeah, sure. And so voir she dire. sat there for the what? The voir dire. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Didn't you see uh uh why can I never think of the name of that movie? My cousin Vinny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time. You voir dire the witness. Or the or the the potential yep, juror, yep. but that's what that's called when you're uh, okay. interviewing the jurors. Yes, she was being interviewed, and she I think it's French. For, it sounds French for two hours as they went through asking <laughs> the same hours. question of all fifteen. People. Oh yeah, yeah, for everybody, sure. So this has to go on and on and on and on. So they finally get to the um to I they were talking about how the expert witnesses for the um. For the clients that was suing the insurance company were all chiropractors to talk about his injury and they get to megan and megan <laughs> said my mom is a scientist i don't believe in chiropractors <laughs> they're not experts <laughs> and she was immediately dismissed yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming in today goodbye you're dismissed y- yep you're out of here yeah <laughs> So all of the experts were chiropractors. They didn't have a, a, an actual medical Not one doctor. MD, and she said, and her comment was, "Chiropractors aren't experts in anything." She's like, "Well, I've already made up my mind." <laughs> See ya. Wow. And that ended her jury experience. Have I told my jury duty letter experience? Letter experience. Show? I don't know. Yeah, I received. I received a summons for jury duty. About a year after I moved to Georgia. I received um, a a jury duty summons from Milwaukee. So I was like, oh, geez, they think I live in Wisconsin. All right. So I got like my last, I got a copy of my lease and I got like my, uh, you know, my copy of three months of utility bills. And I was like, I've got all this paperwork to prove that I in fact live in Georgia. I, I can't go serve on a jury in Milwaukee in a couple of weeks and I'm all like, all right, I'm going to have to deal, dig through all this stinking bureaucracy. I'm going to have to probably talk to five different people until somebody can say, Oh, okay. That got all this stuff. And I piled it all up and I got on the phone and I dialed the first number of what I assumed would be four or five numbers to find out who I needed to talk to. And I got somebody on there and the lady was right out of like rural Wisconsin. She's like, Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And And I said, I got jury duty summons for Milwaukee. I moved to uh, Georgia um, a year ago. And she said, okay, then you can just ignore it and hung up on me. <laughs> or I told her my name first. Yeah. Right? You know? And she just like, that was it. I was like, that's, that's the bureaucracy of getting out of, that, that, that's how to get out of jury yeah. duty in Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. Then you have an ace day. I actually got out of it. All right. I then, got you, a all right then you can just ignore it. <laughs> I got a summons when, um, Walker, our youngest, was like two months old. And so I sent a reply in and said that I had four kids and that their $22 per day per diem was not going to cover the daycare for my four children while I served on jury duty. And I pretty quickly got a letter back exempting me from jury duty for the next six years. Nice. And I've never been called back in ever. It's been 12. I I had the, the exact same situation that happened to Craig. When I moved to Georgia from South Carolina, I got a, um, I got a summons. That, that must be what triggers it. They wait till you move. Maybe. Um, 
you're just trying to bring jobs back to bring 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 <laughs> you know population back bring to a, back to a but, city uh, that's losing people yeah but uh, we want you to come back to Milwaukee. I I commend you, Craig, for uh for for being a a responsible citizen and worrying and thinking and stressing about doing the right thing. Because what I did was I was standing at the little mailbox kiosk building in my apartment complex getting my mail and I saw jury summons South Carolina and I just looked at it and I went, <laughs> I laughed and I threw it in the garbage <laughs> and I went list. about my day. You're on, you a, are list on a list now, list. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, I thought about it. I thought, um, I'm never moving back there. How do you know? <laughs> what are they going to do? Send the jury cops to drag you back to something? Yeah, Carolina? exactly. You show up at your house. So there, there right. might, there may be an a bench warrant out for my arrest from twenty years ago in South Carolina, <laughs> but I don't care. I, you know, in is, order in is, order to get anywhere I want to go on the East Coast, I either drive south through Georgia into Florida, or I go through that tiny little north far northwest corner of south carolina to get from georgia to north carolina and i'm willing to take that risk question is ignoring a jury duty summons a crime and what is the statute of limitations on it i'm sure i've passed the statute of limitations if there's a statute of limitations for uh soil bearing engineers reports on there buildings no, that are sinking there for, certainly is one for ignoring jury duty I'm just curious about that. But they like, well, will you go rolling up through South Carolina, you know, 15 years from now? <laughs> get pulled over in Greenville, thinking you are in the clear. Yeah, <laughs> get pulled over and like, sir, are you aware? <laughs> 50 well, years South ago, Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina does arrest more citizens per capita than any other state for misdemeanors. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's is that how they to not live in South Carolina? Is that how they make all their all their money and their their I think so. Local I think that's why Lou is in jail several times. <laughs> that's why I know that statistic. Oh, boy. So, do we have any other news? I have a bit of news. You have uh-huh. news? I have news. Is that okay? Can I have news? Yeah. But okay. you didn't tell us you had news. I don't know. I, I just you just found it? news while you... Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know I had a pre... Um, let you know ahead of time. No, this is fine. We can, we can uh, have news on the fly. Mike and I are adept improvisers. I I just thought you might find this interesting that a new study out of UC Irvine has found that three-dimensional video games um, can enhance cognitive ability and prevent cognitive disorders, especially in people that are aging. So there is also give grandma, give grandma a video game. Awesome. Exactly. It has to be 3d and it improves their, it could be, uh, they have found evidence to suggest that it's a viable treatment for depression and can improve memory and mood in adults with mild cognitive impairments. So if well, grandma's got dementia, just give her that new copy that of 3D. Uh, um, uh, of, what, what's the... I can't, I can't think of it either. The, the one uh, where you run around killing people and banging hookers. G- what's that? GTW or whatever it is. That's what... Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto. 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 GTA. GTA. <laughs> yeah, we're not a bunch of old squares. Yes, or um, no uh, Modern Warfare or Call of Duty. Would be Halo or any of that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Fortnite. So, and you know, it gets it it and and if they're you know if they do have a little bit of uh, 
dementia and not quite sure where they are all the time. He gets them out of the house and lets them travel a little bit, get to run around the battlefields of World War II. They can tell you stories about what they just did. Yeah. Although, depending on how old uh, uh, Grandpa is running around the battlefields of World War II might be a bad thing. Might be a bring back the the PTSD. (laughs) Oh, jeez, yeah. Um, That was my news. Neat. Trying to think like well, there's give been... them something. Give them something nice, like uh, Animal Crossing. You know, that just came out. Like, you know, something that's like, oh, I just like I run around and I've got like this little cute avatar, and I like you know, there's you can sell turnips for bells and you know, <laughs> all this crap that I see all of my friends talking about because they've got a a switch and they're all playing Animal Crossing because it's this light, fun little game that just came out. Yep, that might be a birthday gift for Tuesday. There's got to be a Dwight Schrute quote about the inferiority of turnips. <laughs> I'm sure. Or at least of some vegetable, right? Does he at some point go on a little rant about, about some other non-beet root, vegetable? Root ve- yeah, other root vegetables. <laughs> does he have a, does he really go after big potato at some point? Does he like really take it to the potato? Oh, here we go. False. The turnip <laughs> is not a radish. Neither are beets. The far superior of all root vegetables. I don't know if that's something somebody made up, but it's like a meme picture that came up. Well, it sounds like Dwight. Yeah. That's the important part. False. (laughs) Bears, Uh, beats, Battlestar Galactica. Technically, I see see that stupid meme that the video of it pop up in my feed and I watch it every time. (laughs) Because it's one of my favorite moments from that show. Jim dressed as Dwight. Well, the, the kicker is that it, it, plays back and forth between what's really happening and what's and and the interview you know so yeah. well where jim is explaining how he found the glasses for like 275 <laughs> at the drugstore and it took him seven dollars total to complete, the, complete the outfit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he commits to it so hard it's that one and then the one where the asian guy claims to be jim oh yeah <laughs> and they've got the they've got him got- in the in the family photos with yeah, Pam, Pam and the Pam, kids. Pam comes up and kisses him. Yeah, and he's yeah. actually looking, <laughs> treats him like Jim. And uh, Dwight says no, and he points at the family photo, and it's a photo of the the Asian American guy, Pam, and their two kids who are clearly part Asian. Oh yeah, that's right. The kids have been swapped <laughs> like out too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the best part about it. Um, and then Pam reveals that. Uh, I don't remember. He's what an his actor real name friend was. of theirs. He's like he's an actor friend yeah. of theirs. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. I don't really have any other news. News. We have um viewer mail. Uh oh, Andy. <laughs> yes, it's Andy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only person that ever is. I think he's referring back to um Kevin's question from two episodes ago about uh you know who's more essential, the the weather guy or the sports guy. Sure. And now, Craig, you grew up in northeastern Wisconsin. So when you were oh, a kid, the local news was Green Bay that you got. Yes. Okay. Yes. All three. All three of the networks were Green Bay stations. Okay. And and uh, Lori, you and I had both Milwaukee and Chicago networks to Correct. watch. But if it was local news, we were probably watching. Mom and Dad were watching oh, the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee, Milwaukee. ones. Um, so this is going to test your memory about uh, the weather forecast. Um, Andy says, funny, I was just talking about this thing from my childhood with another my ager this morning. 
Okay. So, so he doesn't want to give away how old he is. But he's he's our age. And he's sixty two. <laughs> um uh Laurie, Craig is uh is two years older than me, two years younger than you. So we're all Oh, so I'm and, the oldest one here. And Andy's Andy's right in there too, I think. And Andy's um, pretty okay. close to our age, yeah. Yeah. He says, uh, during the evening news, the weather guy would have a big three-sided marker board with the U.S. map on it, and he'd draw the week's forecast on it while talking to the viewers. The big swooping line and all the little triangles and half circles to denote warm and cold fronts. And each time he talked about some different part of the weather forecast, he'd spin the board to a clean side and draw something else. Now, I actually remember... Whoever, I don't know if it was John Milan or the guy who came before him or one of those old school Milwaukee weather guys. Um, was it the one with the puppet? Me, it might have been the guy with the with the puppet, the cat puppet. Um, yeah. I remember somebody actually drawing those cold and warm fronts like that. I, they didn't have a three-sided spinning whiteboard thing, but they were drawing. They would draw a, it. I never saw a spinning thing, but I've se- I, re- I recall seeing people draw You that, do remember yes. seeing them draw it, oh, too. Ab- okay, absolutely. Yeah, because that because as soon as no I read that, I was like, yes. The graphic was like, yeah. I guess. I just don't you don't remember? No. Well, yeah, I remember I remember the, the drawing, because I'm like, you know, what's the, like, after that came, like, you know, you had something that was, they would print out something that they could put up. Like you printed out, printed out a physical big man mm-hmm. yeah. you could put up there. But back in the day, like a printer to print something like that, if you're, you're a, a station in Green Bay. No, you couldn't afford that. You couldn't afford a giant, you know, laser, big wide laser printer. Those things were crazy expensive in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, it came that, you know, having a big printed out map came later. Um, and then you could, you know, like you might have a good, like, uh, like a, like a erasable board that they could draw on beforehand. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. that would be easier to deal with. And then, um, you know, like having actual like computer screen and having the green screen thing where they're, they're looking like, it's like now the, the forecast person, when they're doing the whole thing, the weather person is doing, they're looking at a side monitor where they see themselves as if you, you were, they were a viewer. And so they're moving their arms without looking at the map because they're seeing where their arm is going. And so when they're pointing at stuff, they're looking at a monitor. Yeah. To help guide them. And they get, they, but that, that didn't come till 90s at some point. No, um, maybe right? 80s. Maybe, maybe it, like in New York or Chicago. Yeah. Milwaukee and Chicago. Maybe not Green Bay. Maybe I, I saw that on WGN. Drawing on a whiteboard. Chicago. I remember there being like the actually drawing stuff on it. Yeah, I, I, I do. I very distinctly remember it, it being drawn. A, yeah, some sort of a board, and they just it was a marker, like a whiteboard yeah. with, and they had colored markers for the for the you know red for the yeah. warm front, and blue for the cold front. Maybe my brain just said I don't need to remember 1980s weather forecasts. I mean, so it, I it can't. I can't any of that information. <laughs> I can't visualize it as we've talked about. I can't see it in my mind's yeah. eye because I lack that ability, as we've discussed. Um, but yeah, I know, like, I just, yeah, I have a memory of like the weather people drew things as they were doing stuff. Yeah. And maybe um, like, the, right. Then the news people and the sports people just looked in the camera and talked. And well, they, but the all right. So I just was Googled 1980s weather report clip. Yeah. And this guy's got, it's just a, a graphic of whatever state this is. Right. Um, Does he have magnetic things and, that he sticks up to the. No, it's, it's a, it's an actual digital graphic. Um, and it has numbers on it. And then the rest of the forecast is actually um, like in words. 
Oh. Like it and it scrolls through like slides. So it's like forecast right. tonight, forecast tomorrow, and it tells you cloudy with showers, low fifty five, high seventy five. Yeah. I vaguely then, recall Steve Martin in LA Story having magnets. I, I as we were talking about this just now, I he remembered would, he was, he was yeah. in San Diego. He was in San Diego, and his the shtick was that he always forecast you know seventy five and sunny, and he would just throw sun ma- like magnets of suns with like little suns with the little smiley faces, and he just yeah onto the screen. And then there, there was one time when he was getting ready to go out on a date, and he was real excited about it, and he went up there and said this BS about seventy five and sunny, and he went out, and that night it rained. And he got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. (laughs) It was a plot point in the story. That's a great movie. Because it was the one time in, it was the 100 year storm. The only storm that San Diego saw. It's the only time that it mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Is where he just blew it off. He didn't take his job seriously. Yeah. That's, uh, that movie also has uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in it. Erica Jessica and Parker. Yep. Do do local news programs still have like the little animal mascot that they dress up appropriately to what the weather's going to be? Because I remember that from Green Bay weather stations where you had like a chihuahua <laughs> or some little schnauzer or something that you put in a little hat and took a picture of them in front of a kids. Yeah. And like to let you know, like, they oh, it's gonna be chilly kids. tomorrow because you know, Schnauzer Bowser is is got a little hat and little puppy-sized hat and scarf on. Had that poor dog all drugged up to sit there still <laughs> and be a be a, a mascot. Whatever they did, whatever kind of whatever they however they train those animals to just sit. Yeah, li- you know, at live. <laughs> Although I suppose they they could have recorded them in in advance too, with and just put that as an inset on the screen. But uh. Yeah, I remember that being a thing. I just I haven't watched like a local news program in probably twenty years. That's not how I get my news. Me either. Yeah, in Milwaukee they had a puppet named Albert the Alley Cat. Oh, that's wonderful. Sure, and it was a crappy puppet too. It was like a Mister Rogers like hand in the puppet. puppet oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just was cute. One of those little things. Where, yeah. But yeah, no, I was um, we were talking about the magnetic things. I remember that. I remember the drawing, and then I remember there was like a magnetic board where they had like a generic warm front and a generic cold front, you know, red and blue with the circles and the triangles, and they could move them or they could slide them around to show you how it was progressing rather than draw it. I remember that too. So that was the step in between drawing it and having an, an actual. Well, they just graphic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, when they when they were able to afford, you know, sheet magnet, <laughs> which <laughs> is uh, not really a magnet in the traditional sense. Those those sheets of magnet, those are manufactured. That's not like a magnetized stone. <laughs> it's not a lodestone that's been pressed flat and printed on one side. Well, no, all you need is a is is the whiteboard to have metal behind it, right. steel behind it, and then and then your your little doodads, your weather. Symbols have magnets in them. Your weather doodads. That's right. Yeah, your little weather like, doodads. Yeah, and, and maybe and maybe there are ones that had like little magnets. Like if you turned it over, it had like three little sure flat magnets on it. But like the sheet magnet, like you can what what you can buy, like a big sheet or a roll. Yeah, of like yeah. Magnetized magnetized fabric, basically. You get a little bend; it'll fold a little. Yeah, you put stick them on one side of it and attach yeah. it to the back of your thing you want on your refrigerator. 
mm-hmm. if you don't have a stainless steel refrigerator. If you can, as long as it's not too big, because you got to try to get the stupid bend out of it. Yeah, because it came on a roll. <laughs> nothing, nothing quite like having a magnet that like rolls up on you and falls <laughs> off because you made the thing too big. And if you were lucky, your dad knew somebody and could get the the giant wooden spool that that came rolled up on and you had it in your rec room for your coffee table right yes oh boy okay. do we have dr Lori stuff yeah what's new i have one anatomy lesson for today awesome anatomy Whee! we're gonna learn about the human body human <laughs> human <Yes>. body <laughs> human yes, anatomy okay human. great also also applicable to other mammals uh, yes there we go. Yes, yeah. That's go. good. It's good to establish that okay, at the so, beginning. So, yes. So my anatomy lesson for today has to do with your nasal sinuses. Oh, that's Since good. Uh, good timing there with the allergy season and with all the allergy that. Yeah. Season, yes. So quick, the anatomy quick lesson aside, is that. <laughs> quick aside, go out on the internet. You can find it right now. If it's not floating around in your social media feed, it's out there, but it's a little girl. She's maybe seven, eight years old. She puts two Mentos into a bottle of Coke that's got like, you know, had, had like three or four swigs taken out of it. And then she immediately slams her mouth down on the thing. Oh, no. As it fizzes up inside. And it comes out. And within seconds, it is spewing out of her nostrils oh, within God. like one second. <laughs> and then it is only briefly spewing out of her nostrils. And then it's everywhere. It's great. <laughs> not sure Science experiment. I'm not yeah, it's out of her nostrils kids. in like a second. Because they'll do it. Yeah. Girl <laughs> underestimates the power of Mentos and Coca-Cola. Yeah. Go ahead and play it. Let's just listen to Mike laugh because it's so fast. <laughs> I don't think this is the one. It's, it's, it's a... Okay, well, it's, never mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be able to... Well, it's... I'm sure the interview with her afterwards was akin to the person who got attacked by the bear and was was just dumbfounded at how quickly the bear turned on them and how fast it went bad. Like, because that's how fast yeah. the Mentos in the Coke goes bad. It's so quick. Anyway. <laughs> let's, let's, well, you actually illustrate part of my point. Okay, excellent. Because what what my anatomy lesson is is that everything pretty much in your head is connected to your sinuses mm-hmm. so you have your nasal cavity connected to your oral cavity right as you just illustrated with the coke shooting out of her nose after she puts her mouth over it right right and the people that floss their sinuses where they have the string oh. out of their mouth and their nostril mouth and their nostril <laughs> but right so they oh. so your nose and your mouth are connected yep and your eyes that, the, that's my story so oh good okay nice so your your ear is also connected yeah, to your eustachian tubes, sinus, which is how eustachian tubes. Yep, eustachian tubes, which are now called the auditory tube. The eustachian is gone now. Why? They renamed everything. Um, they went through a process that took a hundred years <laughs> that ended in 1998, Jeez. where they they renamed all of the um, anatomical structures. It was called uh, they codified it. Um, and so everybody's using those... the same terminology. Well, and they, yeah, and they took out all of the things that were named after people. So, okay. And everything has its own unique Latin So it's name an actual so. descriptor that makes sense. Right. So like fallopian tubes are not fallopian tubes anymore. They're uterine tubes. The eustachian okay. tube is now the auditory tube, so on and so forth. Um, but of course, everybody still uses the old names. So right. now everything just has two names. Just like okay. fire departments still use the 10 codes. Continue. Right. So your, 
your ear is connected to your sinuses through your eustachian tube to uh, equalize air pressure. And your eyes are also connected um, right down <laughs> the on either side of your nose. And that's why your nose runs when your eyes water or when you cry. Now, to demonstrate this connection, I have a quick story for you. So a number <laughs> of years ago, one of my kids was playing like Yes, awesome. It involves one of the and... kids. Here we go. That's yes. what I was hoping for. So playing flag football and we're out on, they're out on the football field and he was playing lineman. And of course it's flag football. So there's no protective equipment. He gets absolutely nailed in the face with the back of another kid's head. The two kids go down, he crumples up into a ball and the coach kind of picks him up off of the field and then immediate looks at him, immediately takes him by the shoulders, marches him across the field hands him to me and says, take him to the emergency room right now. So I turn him around and he is, has blood pouring out of his eye. Yeah. I need to take this kid to the emergency room. So we, I turn him around, we start walking towards the car and as we're walking and he's blinking and I'm kind of looking at everything, I'm like, something doesn't look quite right. So, and by now the bleeding is kind of slowed down and I look and it's just trickling out of the corner of his eye. Mm-hmm. He had actually had gotten such a forceful bloody nose that the bloody nose had actually gone up through the lacrimal sac and was coming out of the corner of his eye. Nothing was wrong Instead with his Instead of coming out of his nostrils. Yes, it went up <laughs> and came out of his eye. So he had a bloody nose out of his eyeball. <laughs> like if you had hung him upside down, it would have continued doing that until yes. the bleeding in his uh-huh. no inside his nose stopped. But it was there was so much because that's how the blood would have gotten out. Yep, yeah, I saw that coming. I was down. as soon as you said he got hit in the face, I was like, he's going to be bleeding from the eyes. Yeah, it was very <laughs> impressive. Um, yeah. I did call my friend who's an ophthalmologist and um, asked her if he still needed to be seen, and she said, "Oh no, those are all connected. He'll be fine." <laughs> So I took him back to the game. Awesome. And he played? No, they wouldn't let him back in because he had too much blood on his uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Is the team color red? Well, I don't believe it was. Yeah, see if it's red. But they're not allowed to play with blood on their uniforms. Yeah, okay. That's fair. But he did stand on the sidelines for the rest of the game. With blood all over his uniform. With blood all over. Which one was this, number two or number three? Just three. Number three. Just number staring. three sets himself on fire. Number three bleeds out of weird places. <laughs> just, Sawyer just sets himself on fire. On Sawyer set himself on fire at least three times that I'm aware of. <laughs> Is this recent? Did... <laughs> yeah. He really? Set, he set off a firecracker in his hand oh. in the middle of our living room. Open hand, I hope. Uh, yes, it was. It wasn't a firecracker that that one. It was a um a stink bomb. Oh, he went to geez. throw it outside, and the door was locked, and he lit it before he unlocked the door, and then he panicked and couldn't get the door unlocked, <laughs> so it went off in his hand. <laughs> the words, and then he panicked, are part of practically every fireworks accident story. Oh, boy. We, we got to get 95%, then, I would imagine. 95% of fireworks stories involve the words, and then they panic. We have to get him to tell this story in two weeks think, when he's I on the show. Did I do anything crazy with fireworks? Oh, I no, did. We, 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 she, she just what? told the story. 
I don't. Th- I don't think I ever did well, anything like story, that. I mean, quite, I quite often. I got. My I got. I got yelled at for a few things, but I don't think I ever blew any blew anything up or panicked on anything. I think we've told my story on the show before, no. haven't we? I probably. Craig? My kids talk about that story quite a lot. It comes up, I think, probably monthly. <laughs> my basically a friend of mine. We were, I was like twelve, and we pooled our money and bought tons of fireworks and shot them off together. Fourth of July, and we had, like, I mean, we bought so many that we had just like a whole big box full of duds, ones that didn't go off. So, um, we had the genius idea to uh, um, break them open with <laughs> hammers and collect all of the powder out of them. And it was like a glass, like a mason jar full yeah. of leftover idea. powder. And uh, we, we we asked my dad if we could uh uh light it in the basement and he said yeah but only only a little bit and then when he asked and then when he was um when he had his back turned to go and get the fire extinguisher just in case we dumped the entire jar <laughs> and it was a coffee can and uh and then we lit it and it was like a rocket engine going uh, you know shooting up in, in, into the the into the they didn't think to do this outside the, the, no it's in the basement and it go it went all the way up to the the floor joists for the first floor and charred the floor joists and it created all the smoke and it was right underneath my parents uh, bedroom closet and it got all this nasty smoke up in their closet and all my mom's clothes smelled like and, and burnt the stuff. The only thing color she wears is beige. Yeah. And uh and my dad all got in sudden. trouble and I didn't <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I I had a very boring yes. childhood. I never pulled off any of that kind of crazy stuff. I'm trying to think of yeah, the weirdest thing. I don't know. If something pops comes to mind, I'll. You've never I'll set bring yourself up, on but, fire. Yeah, I was I was a I was a boring child. I never set myself on fire. No, I cut my ankle really badly. You once. didn't bleed out of your eyeball. No broken bones or. No, no, not not that I recall. Oh, I took well. I mean, I've I've taken shots to the face a few times, <laughs> like bad, like really bad. <laughs> But I, no we were playing. I think we talked about that. We were playing pickle. Yeah, it's basically just you know you got two bases and two two players are throwing the ball back, baseball back and forth, and you're trying to tag people out. If you're on the base, you're safe, but you get tagged out. And I took a shot, like a full, like a pitcher's throw, like a little kid's pitcher's throw, but like a you know just a drilled shot, fast as he could, hard as he could throw it, right to the forehead. <laughs> um, Boink. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and went home and like it you know it, boom and you know it split the skin and it swelled up huge it was like a big egg on my forehead for like two weeks took was two this, weeks for the swelling to go down was this uh during school or in um, summer i got i got nailed in the same spot two once it was during the summer oh that's good so you didn't have to go to school with the giant um, and then one time on playing paintball in college i got nailed that way no 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 i just had to deal with no no it, doesn't mean I didn't get picked on or people laugh. Kids didn't laugh at me. I was still playing with all the oh, kids sure. in the neighborhood all summer long. I small you know, town. I, yeah. I took crap for it. You know, but at least a bunch you, of at least you have twelve year old kids. These occasions that you remember, my kids just randomly wake up with black eyes. Well, given that I got hit in the in the head so hard, and I and that's happened a few times, I'm pretty happy that I do remember them. Because there could have been like. For all I know, I got hit in the head out. a bunch of other times, and I don't remember them. Don't remember them. I have. Maybe um, I got hit in the head even harder a few times. I have. I have a story related to the anatomy lesson. 
Okay. So one time when I was in college, I had a bad sinus infection. I think I was, I must have been getting over it, but it, like, you know, you couldn't blow my nose enough or take enough decongestant. And it was just like everything felt weird. And I was, um, so I like pinched my nose shut and was like, you know, blowing to like try to expand my sinuses to get some air moving through. And when I did that air shot out of the corner of my right eye, and that's oh, wow. how I learned that that's all connected in there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe everyone has the story of how they learned that it was connected. And I, at first I freaked out and I was like, what the hell? And there was no internet or no, there was internet, but I, I don't think I, yeah, I, I thought to it. Not like today, not like with Google where you just look up anything. Um, but I think I, I just innately understood that, oh, yeah, that's all sinuses back there. So, of course, it's connected. Yep. I probably called mom and asked. She's a registered nurse. So. <laughs> oh, sinus bleeding. Um, not me. Friend of mine. The one year that I worked at Fright Fest, I was, I was a monster. I got in costume and I was a monster at Fright Fest, which is a, at Six Flags Great America, you know, theme oh, yeah, park. Yeah. Um, and I did that for one, for one October, uh, a friend of mine was working in a different part of the park, but I heard about it afterwards. His, he had a makeup out, his makeup consisted of basically like torn, like torn skin zombie, yep. which is basically just, it was latex and tissue paper, um, that you sm- slathered all over your face. And then after the latex dried, you would kind of pull it and make the tissue paper kind of pull apart and it looked like the skin was peeling and all this kind of stuff. Ew. Um, makeup. Then you do like red and black and gray makeup. Um, to make it look bloody and whatnot. And he got um, a little bit of latex too far up his nose when he was slathering it on and it dried like that. So when he peeled the latex off, oh, it no. tore like the, the uh, mucous the membrane, tissue, the membrane right up inside there. And his nose bled like a mother, um, <laughs> like to the point, like they, they took him to the, like they took him to the, uh, the, the emergency room to make sure. Cause it was like, all of a sudden his face was just, gushing blood gross but he's okay that's good <laughs> yeah it was but it was yeah he it was survived pretty bad yeah, he, he survived his no own makeup. zombie apocalypse no <laughs> for the next weekend what he survived yeah. his own zombie apocalypse he yeah, did. He, that, ooh, man yeah that's i'm not a fan of the face stuff <laughs> like i i do have an issue with like you know needles not, in the yeah. you know ears and eyes and not the face something yeah, gums like you know, I, I I do get a little jumpy at the dentist. Not like like they I, I keep myself calm enough that they can do their work, but when they're in there picking with like metal implements and stuff, that not a fan. Yeah, not a fan of the dentist either. All right, what do we got? Hello, question. Bye. <laughs> we do. We have a Kevin question, and and this is uh, actually. Uh, serendipitous that we have a guest who has at least two adult children because this is a question about oh. having adult children and and it's a okay. would you rather well i'm an adult child so <laughs> sure. oh good lord it's okay so would you rather i don't question. know if All you right. would necessarily call them that but they are Chrono- um chronologically they are yes they're over 18 145 question would you rather have an adult child Featured on a billboard for a strip club that you see across the street from your office, or starring in a commercial for HIV medicine regularly shown on TV. Thanks, Kevin. 
uh, the uh, billboard. You would rather have the billboard. I know what commercially is talking about. <laughs> is that the prep one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm guessing. It's the, uh, I want to have unprotected sex all the time. Well, the only thing <laughs> and that I don't want to worry about that one is, is if it, it's really kind of weird. Assigned, if you're assigned a certain gender at birth. Yeah. I hadn't noticed that about it. I just thought it was, it was, it's a weird commercial. It is a weird commercial, but yeah, it's very, um, yeah, I would, beyond politically correct. I would pick the billboard. I would pick the billboard. I'm good with the billboard because sex work is work. Like, if they want to do, if somebody wants to work at a strip club, let them work in a strip club and make money. Well, at least they okay. won't be living in my basement. Yeah, <laughs> wrong. Sex work is work. Let somebody they want to they want to make work off of off of sex off of their body. What what's the problem? I don't. Lori, is that a that. suggestion for your eldest <laughs> career change? <laughs> Actually, I think I'd more likely be seeing Sawyer up there than Megan. Number two. <laughs> So we're going to have Sawyer on the show sh- soon, and we'll ask him if he's going to become a gigolo or a male yeah, stripper. I told him he should, be, he should be actually our pharmacist thinks he should model, which was kind of an odd interaction. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting conversation. How do you start uh-huh. that conversation with your when you're a pharmacist? <laughs> you know, young man, it, it was you're attractive. <laughs> our our th- probably 30-something-year-old male pharmacist. People should, should take model. pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible conversation how do you start that i really innocently i like your spin on that craig about how sex work is work i hadn't thought of that i was merely thinking about the ex- the exposure like well, the, it's, the commercials gonna, more ubiquitous than the billboard yeah. i don't think people really pay attention to billboards anymore although that is also one of my favorite office cold opens the billboard well, when, yeah did you did you watch out, it long enough to see that one craig i don't recall there, it, nothing jumps out at me mike they andy and uh andy is the manager at this point and uh he and dwight do a photo shoot um for an ad campaign and they buy these billboards around town in scranton and um <laughs> the whole thing revolves around uh jim is explaining it to the documentary crew to the camera about there's a thing that graffiti artists like to do with billboards where when there's let's just say an opportunity to insert a phallic shape and they show these photos that andy and dwight have taken and it's like dwight on his knees in front of andy and like andy holding his hands up to his his face you know and uh (laughs) and dwight um hears them holding something yeah dwight hears them talking about it and he goes no 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 and he just starts running out of the office screaming no over and over again and he runs down the street and around the corner and down the street and around another corner and he stops and he just goes no and the camera pans and it shows the billboard and it's like dwight bending over in front of andy and it's all like half of it's pixelated out yeah <laughs> you really should have finished watching the office you missed a lot of good stuff yeah Lori, have you watched the it, office yeah <laughs> uh no i'm just looking up because you have now used this term i believe three times in the show that i've never heard before which is a cold open oh yeah so i was looking <laughs> up what that was yeah. well if you if you listen to any of your own episodes you'd know what that is 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Kids, kids, the cold open <laughs> is the scene of the television show that takes it's place before sequence. the credits. Yes. Or in the case of this podcast, it's the little before the opening clip before the idea that the, the, that, the sh- that the show is opening cold in that you don't know what the show is necessarily. If you've never seen the show before, you don't get to know what the show is right away. Yeah, it just starts. So see the, the, There's no official yeah. sequence, the title, title sequence. credits or anything. It no, just, I haven't just starts. Watched, yeah. I haven't watched The Office. Really? But I probably should, and yes. since I actually am now online working until September, um, <laughs> I might. There you go. <laughs> yeah, watch that. it while it's still on Netflix, if it is. Yeah. I don't know if it, I thought it moved off of Netflix. It's, I mean, uh, how many goes shows are there out there? What? It's to Hulu, anyway, so. Well, it's supposed to go, t- go to the Peacock, which is NBC's new streaming thing NBC. that I think just started. Well, then I wouldn't be able to watch. How many TV shows are there out there nowadays that even have like a an appreciable title sequence and no cold open? Like they literally start with a title sequence that's more than just a couple seconds, and I never have a cold open. I don't, I don't think, think there's even that many of does that anymore. anymore. No, nothing I watch that I can if, think of. If if they do, it's not much. And maybe it's streaming services. It's like certainly not on actual broadcast television because people are trying. They want you to get hooked in to start watching this show immediately as soon as you hit the hour or the half hour because they don't want you like like think about watching a show that didn't have a cold open that had a you know a minute and 10 second theme song <laughs> back right. in the 80s that's a minute and 10 seconds for me to bounce around and find something else to watch yep but why would i sit 80s, there through there that minute that's yeah true. but oh there was there was enough like if you went, if you started watching the BJ and the Bear cold op- or uh, uh, opening theme song, which is over a minute long, and it was just like a truck driving down the road. I'm kidding you not. That's what the cold op- or the, the theme song was. It was a song, and it was mostly a truck driving on the road. <laughs> um, and you could t- you had a whole minute and and change to bounce to the other channels and 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 be able to watch for like 20 seconds to see what this show was going to be and whether you, you know like did, did that draw you in and then you never go back to bj and the bear that's what i would do <laughs> that's like if i ever made a show i'd like be i'm not putting anything up front it's going to start with like immediate action there's got to be something that gets people on board they want to watch this show immediately but that's just me i guess why is it called bj and the bear when it's about a guy with a chimp I never uh, watched that show. The, 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 the chimp is called Bear. The chimp. Oh, the chimp's name, name, is, the chimp's is, name bear. is Bear. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Wouldn't it then just be BJ and Bear? That Not sounds The terrible. Bear? It's very confusing. Well, yeah, but it's a... That's it's why a they 70s. needed a minute and a half song <laughs> to open it to explain what the hell's going on in this show. The thing see? about it was that it didn't explain anything. It was just like <laughs> it was like a convoy type song that made you feel good about like, hey, he's a trucker. There's a lot of shots of him driving around and like his two co-stars because the because the character is constantly moving around, so there's very few recurring characters. Because the Except guy's on the, the road. Yeah, it's him and uh, Greg Evigan and that that chimp. <laughs> yeah, Greg Evigan. Who exactly? Yeah. He was on My Two Dads with Paul Reiser. Remember that show? He was the other of the two dads. <laughs> oh, wow. He was the artist one. Remember Paul Reiser's character was the, the uptight businessman? 
and the other dad Ooh. was an artist. I know. I never he watched really that terrible pop art. <laughs> so the one show that I have been binge watching on lockdown has been um, the X Files. Oh, you went back to the X Files. I went back to the X Files. I'm on season three. Wow. Um, and and you know, guess who was in an episode as just one of the random characters in season three? Mike very, could, very Mike young. Could get- Mike could guess Jack forever Black. on this. Oh, I was going to guess Man. Jack Black, but Craig was talking with uh, Giovanni Ribisi as the lightning boy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it was, I thought, uh, that surprised me. I don't remember. I didn't remember Jack Black being that. Did he get Jack Black electrocuted? The... Is that how he, he kills yeah. him somehow? Yeah, he killed, like, the other guy killed him. They were friends. Spoilers. Oh, also spoilers that it has a horrible ending. What, the X-Files? Yeah, all three of them yeah, were horrible. All three of them. I was just about to say, <laughs> all three of the endings to the X-Files were terrible. No, I, I didn't mind um, the second ending. Because I, I knew it would come back again. It wasn't really an ending. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, but, yeah, enjoy uh, watching the X-Files. Pay attention to, um, because th- these characters, and this is true of television shows in general, but it's very noticeable in the X-Files because they're constantly on their cell phone talking to each other. Um, they never say hello and goodbye, and that's no, a thing in TV They just shows. say their last names. Um, they just pick up the phone and say, hey, it's me. Mulder, where are yep. you? Those, those are the, yeah. <laughs> where are you? And it's me. Those are the ways you start a conversation. Um, and also, you get to watch the, uh, the ensmallening, I guess, of the cell phone yeah. in real time yeah. on that show. Like Each season, yep. their cell phone is a little smaller. <laughs> the, the only thing that cracks me up is when they have to do a search on their computer or something. <laughs> And it's a. And you just laugh at what happened, what they have to go through, and how it has to come up. And it's definitely not Penelope from Criminal Minds. Trying to think now, it's like okay, mid nineties was, was it was it? Did we have good search engines at that point, or was it still like the, no. the t- directories that you worked through? Uh huh. You, you, you had to go to a place where somebody like <laughs> somebody, if you had a website, you had to like get in contact with these people over here and say, put my website in your, in the directory that you're creating. And people could go to that directory and find your website. There was no search search. It was like, you no, literally, it was no, just a phone there's book. There's no graphics of any kind. It was right? an electronic phone book. Yep. Was it the first, uh, the first season or the first couple of seasons where Scully, like the, Almost every episode ended with Scully typing her report into her computer. That's that happened the first early season, a little bit into the second season. Because she um, was technically what, reporting to Cigarette Smoking Man. She was yes, spying on Mulder. What I, what I don't remember watch, from watching it the first time was that, so I just started the third season, but between the first and second season, Scully was kidnapped five different times. <laughs> And, and yeah. at no point do they have her like take time off or go through some type of you know counseling or counseling <laughs> department, thing. I mean, literally mandated was, therapy. Yeah, she was kidnapped five times. Yeah, five times. Well, in the five second times. season, she was she was five. pregnant, so they had to get rid of her. They couldn't. At yeah. some point, they couldn't well, hide her, like her baby. One, one, one of the kidnapped. Was... <laughs> that was when that she was, was actually one, abducted. That's only one. She was kidnapped four additional times. That did not have to do with being abducted by aliens. Yeah, kidnapped by humans. Where the writers just decided, the writers just decided, you know what would be great is if we kidnapped our heroine again. Again. That's what the, the writers were like. she was kidnapped and all, and like literally three seconds from being beheaded. <laughs> That's fun. Jeez. What was the shortest run, the shortest span of episodes between kidnappings? 
Um, that's my, that's my question. Too. Did they? Was she like kidnapped? Two. And then three episodes later, she was kidnapped yes. again. Or not, like two episodes later, I was. That's what was cracking me up about it because I'd be like, "Hey, Lude, Scully's kidnapped again." <laughs> if, if I was the if I was the head writer on that show at that point, I would have been like, "Okay, folks, now get into the writers' room the next week and be like, folks, we're gonna have a chart up here." How many times and Scully has been kidnapped? How many weeks can we go between kidnappings? Two is too few. <laughs> So if you're going to pitch me an idea where we're going to kidnap Scully, it's got to go later in the season when they're breaking the season and figuring out all the storylines. Bunch of who in here has a who in here has a story idea that involves kidnapping Scully? Like seven writers raise their hand. <laughs> okay, yeah, you that have was... seniority. You get you get a Scully kidnapping. <laughs> okay, I had I had to look that up. This was in the first. Three seasons, you said, or the first two seasons? I, I think I'm in, the, I'm in the early part of season three. Okay, because uh, it looks like uh, either season three or season four was when Vince Gilligan started writing regularly for the show. So that was before his tenure. Okay. So that, that would explain. That was probably when they were all yes. written by Chris Carter. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Carter's like, I've only got seven ideas, and one of them yeah. is Kidnap Scully. Yeah. Kidnap Scully, and Mulder will save her. You hack. <laughs> Dude had, well, well, dude had 20 let's, years let's, to write actually, a decent quick, ending to that quickly, show and he couldn't fair, do it. Let's be fair. Real quick question. Let's be fair. Does she ever rescue herself? Does she ever get out of it herself? That you recall? Well, when she was abducted by the alien, she was returned. Okay. And there were four um, other times. Was it, always, was it always Mulder rescuing her or somebody? did somebody else rescue her? Or did she actually find that she... Surely she... she got her out self out of trouble once or twice she was portrayed as a very competent character generally speaking yeah generally she saved speaking, herself she at some point right into these into these issues no yeah. i think Mulder came in every time <laughs> i don't remember any right. of the any of the specific ones in the in the show but Mulder rescues her I'm in sure the movie happened, yeah. i'm remembering three of the four that aren't the alien abduction <laughs> distinctly and all three of those Mulder came in and rescued her. I can't remember what the fourth one was. All right. Anyway, not to belabor it. I was just curious. Like, come on. She's the she's the second lead on the show. Let's go. I know. <laughs> and she keeps getting kidnapped. <laughs> well, I think like in well, in in the movie, Mulder rescues her from the spaceship buried in the snow mm-hmm. in Antarctica. But then he like passes out from fatigue and she ends up rescuing him. Yeah. There's all other episodes. And that was when it turned, because I think I remember, I remember them talking about it at the time about how she was fed up that she was constantly in peril and he, and someone, you know, Mulder was always saving her. I imagine. And I think that's when it kind of turned at that point. She was, she was like a big enough part of the show that she had some leverage. Yeah. She said, okay, that's enough everybody. And then, and but then from that a... point on, like it, it was a little bit more uh, even. And then, and then toward the end of the original run of the series, it was, and and again, this was them writing around David Duchovny being a prima donna. Um, but they had they had, uh, you know, him being abducted, and Scully having to be the one tracking him down, trying to rescue him, and that was like a a whole season. 
mm-hmm. that they she spent chasing after Mulder trying to save him. There were some episodes, however, in this beginning seasons that I've been watching that um, Mulder get he doesn't necessarily get kidnapped more so than he gets um, taken because he's in trouble because he gets himself into places that he shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, and um, and Scully's rescued him. Okay, well that's fair. And, then. Okay, they and there was a couple, you know, much. you know, badass episodes where she, you know, pulled guns on people and commandeered their cars to go get Mulder. <laughs> Federal agent. <laughs> yeah. Commandeered a car. <laughs> no, yep, no, I'm sorry. I know my rights. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> Drive away. You're going to do shoot me? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. What are you going to do? Shoot me? Law, man. <laughs> Gun down a citizen in broad daylight in the middle of the street. <laughs> well, if you. In Wisconsin, if you go out here. If you're not wearing a mask, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, dystopia. Awesome. All right, so there you um, go, Kevin. The answer is billboard and cold open. Yeah, and, all about the strip clubs on the strip, strip club on the billboard. We're good with it. And cold opens are good, and, and uh, no one, uh, everyone has a cold open. Long theme right. songs are terrible. And Scully. And always were. And Scully should rescue Mulder more often. Yes, and just not get kidnapped. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, if, if if it's pretty evenly split, yeah, that's that's fine. That's cool. I mean, there's only two characters. There's only there's only so much stuff they can do with them. They do start to have, you know, they start to repeat themselves. If they had seven characters, there'd be a lot more variation of different characters having different storyline of having like this character True. has had this storyline, but this character also had a similar storyline. You got more characters to work from. You can kind of spin it different ways. But when you only got two. <laughs> That How many times true. did Skinner get kidnapped? Yeah, that's true. How many true. times did one of the lone gunmen get kidnapped? Like, you know, what about the recurring characters? Yeah. Can we have Skinner get kidnapped this time? <laughs> In the writer's room. <laughs> I've got this great story idea where Skinner gets kidnapped. Why would he get kidnapped? Because that's what happens on the show, and we're <laughs> overdoing it with the two characters that get so kidnapped all kidnapped the time. Four times this season already. We need to mix it up. I think in that in that last season, season eleven, um, both Skinner and I can't remember either Mulder or Scully got kidnapped on the same piece of property out in the woods, and whoever was left free had to rescue both of them. I feel like I need to go back now and rewatch the season. How many I've times? And How keep many times a tally. Is, is there a kidnapping? Who, yeah, of who gets kidnapped and when? <laughs> yeah and and stick and, Can i do and, that and, and come back and report to you guys the next time and, i'm on and sure cover and cover sure and cover um like you know one shot one episode characters but also cover like recurring characters if there's a character that has like a three or four episode arc do they get kidnapped right. at some point in their three or four episode arc <laughs> the x-files because that happens yeah yes. the x-files all the kidnappings <laughs> yes. I'll write a book. Can they can they put out a DVD and Blu-ray set that's just the kidnapping episode? Just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the one with all the m- mythology episodes. It's like it's like half the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, it's a government conspiracy thing. Like that, the, the show it had to do with that a lot. So. It's not mm-hmm. surprising that they're, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that makes the threat real for the characters without having them, you know, 
but without actually killing the characters and having the threat be real that way. Just have them kidnapped, put them in danger. Yes. All right, so that's your... Uh... <laughs> those are those are your orders for your next uh is that my appearance. project for the next time yes <laughs> all the kidnapping episodes. <laughs> you could probably just google that and find we can list. call it the kidnap recap <laughs> there you go yes. i like that all right but i don't yes i don't know if i'll get through all of the seasons by then well okay well, you're maybe have it's to start over from episode one i know well when whenever you do finish then the next time then you're we'll on after more. that i can give you updates okay Get a tally, have a running yes. tally over the next year. Yes. There we go. Alrighty. Is that about do it? I think that's an episode. All right. Lori, thank you. You're welcome. Good to see you. Go back to Caper. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do. I owe you an email about, I was supposed to send you something. Greg, I'm not ignoring you. I just haven't been paying attention to my other email as much. That's okay. But I have to send you, you asked for a bio of some type or something. A blurb, a couple sentences. We've got a page yeah. where we tell people who who the regular guests yes, are. We've yes, been updating I that? Will, I will send that to you. <laughs> what? We've been, I've updating, been updating it as, oh, as okay. cast has changed. Oh, great. Yeah. Glad somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it because I know I can't count on you. And, and quite frankly, you've got plenty to do with the editing. I don't need you to go in there. <laughs> Mike, can you go in there and put these two sentences in? No, I, I'm a grown-up. I can do that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thank you. Yes, thank you for being on the show again. Um, we're going to have more doctor stuff in the future with Dr. Lori. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, this is the, the, last, uh, the last run here. If you, when you're listening to this, the Capers uh, Off-World Kickstarter has a day to go. One Ooh. day to go. And, uh, and that's it. That's probably it for... Uh, or supplements for capers. That's going to be the deal. What do you mean, there probably? Might be like a standalone capers thing somewhere oh, down the road okay. in a couple of years or something. I have an idea for something, but like this is this is the plan for the the core book and three supplements. This is it. This is the last one. Go get it now while you still can. Michael, where can they find us? Craigle, they can find us at Craigster, Craigbert. I forget what your well, Craigery, no Craigery. It's Craigery. Gregory, they can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com, new, uh, newly redesigned with like regular stuff going up there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you can go to the Capers Off World Kickstarter right now to get the game stuff. Last day. Last day. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig discover the first Nerdburger's guest's fossil. It appears that the guest was a short, flightless vertebrate with a strange love of the colors blue and gold. Given its front-facing eyes, it was likely a predator that loved whiskey. <laughs> Are those accurate statements about the first guest's fossil? Is that the Mathosaurus? The math- Mathiosaurus? Matthew, Matthew Stars, Mathodon. <laughs> the Bronta Matthew. Sure. Bronta Solhoff. Bronta Solhoff. <laughs> Matthew Soros Whiskey On. Or like, you got to put the whiskey. Like, it's because it's always the genus and species, right? It's two, two words. The Thai Whiskey Soros Mat. There you go. There you go. All right. Whiskey Soros. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
That does it. All right. Thank you again. You're welcome. All right. Thank, I'm glad I remembered. I have no, I'm not yeah. functioning off of any form of a calendar. And I, I was know. like, oh my God, is that this weekend? I'm going to forget. <laughs> I don't even know when Saturday is. Well, it Every helps that we sent you emails and I, t- I, know. I texted but you I- this morning, a half an hour before, as you requested. <laughs> I know. That's why I said, I'm glad I remembered. Actually, I would have remembered anyway, as of yesterday. So but now I did not remember it until you sent me. So we talked. Yesterday. So now I, I have to send reminder texts to the major in the army who is in charge of keeping people alive and the professor at college who runs, I don't know how many classes with, I don't know how many students. And gets trying to keep four children alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally I would have this on a calendar that I'd actually look at. Oh, you do the physical calendar thing. I do a physical calendar, but I have had no reason to actually open up my calendar yeah. in over a month. So I, that's why I, it's on my calendar, my physical calendar for today. But I hadn't looked at my calendar in so long that I would not have remembered. <laughs> you don't use a digital calendar? To do this. No. Your... Only for, well, I use a digital calendar for work. If I have to do all at once. But you don't use the calendar in your phone? No. Wow. Neither does James, no. and he's a major in the Army. Yeah, yeah. I like to have the, the, one, the month at a glance <laughs> and write it down. No digital calendar, except for work, because you know how they everybody has to go into your Outlook and schedule you into meetings. So we're supposed to keep our Outlook calendars updated so that they can look at them and say, hey, you're available on Tuesday morning. Yeah. All right, are you guys bored yet, or is this just normal for you? Oh, it's pretty normal. Yeah. It's not that different for me, except my work's online. Is that wall behind you partially painted? Yeah, it was okay. a color test. <laughs> and then and then I'm um I'm refinishing Sawyer's bed frame so his mattress is right here. I wondered what that was. Okay. Yeah. Um so Walker's been sleeping in the base in the basement hobbit hole with Megan anyway. Yeah. So we just stored Sawyer's mattress in here. <laughs> but it'll So you you did that you did that too. Your family did that too where the as, as soon as one of the kids is out of the house when they do come home they're stuck in the basement like I was. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I turned into a troll as soon as I graduated yep. high school. I was like, okay, you're a troll now because we're going to, yep. the two brothers, Kurt and Clark were sharing a room and they each got their own the moment I yep. left. Yeah. That's oh, okay. what happened to Megan. So now everybody else gets to keep their room as a enshrinement to them. But Megan's has to sit in the basement. Yeah. Cause she's the oldest. Yep. That was my deal. I got, I got shuttled off to the basement all those summers when I came home. Yep. yep oh, yep. I have, a, I have a question for you. So how does, um, because we were joking, we've been joking about it, about how mom and dad live six houses down on on the yeah. same side of the street. And do you guys just like walk to the ends of your driveways and wave at each other? Uh, no, we actually go down there and talk to them through the screened in porch. Oh, okay. Or I went in the other day with groceries and I wore a mask and mom wore a mask. and You wiped everything down. On the opposite side of the kitchen. Yeah. But the so, kid, the kids aren't going over there, other than the screen porch. Qu- Quinn and Sawyer have gone over there. They're the two that do it most often. Um, but everybody wears masks. Oh, they actually go inside. Like, like to the porch. Oh, okay. They so don't they're go not sit on the couch. And they're not going over and watching TV with Dad. No. Okay. And, and we haven't had Sunday dinner. We've been exchanging food. Oh, that yeah. Mom told me about the leaving the food on the porch and all that. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez. laughs> but um, we haven't gotten together. Or actual dinner in quite a while. 
for probably a month now. So like you cook and then um, bring it over there and leave it on the front porch and then mom cooks and brings it over and leaves back, it on your front porch. porch. Or, yeah. yeah. She'll, yeah, she'll leave her portion of the meal and I'll drop off mine. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the kids goes down and makes the exchange. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. All right. Well, I'm going to go make lunch. Speaking of food. Yeah. Meals. Speaking of food. All right. All right. All right. See you, folks. Just tell okay. Allison I said hi. Will do. Bye. 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 Why are we only seeing you from the nose up? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. It's like you're you're short in Zoom too. I am. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to put your knuckles just barely up there, right? Like you're driving, like an old lady driving, where all you see is like the top of the the eyes, the hat, and the knuckles. Yep.